Hello, hello. Uh, Godfather Gordy podcast. We're going to jump right into it. I don't know if you've checked out on the website, rivals.com. We've got this new recruiting rumor mill, which is very, very uh, exciting, I guess. People love rumors. Um, but let's talk about something that actually happened first, and that's Damani Jackson's commitment, because I don't think we talked about that last week because it just happened Saturday. Um, expected a yes. Big deal, yes. How big a deal, says the West Coast guy? I think very big. Um, finally, USC is getting back to landing number one players in the state and five-star kids and all those kinds of things. Corey Foreman and now Damani Jackson. The two have talked about rebuilding USC into a national power again. I think they get Rajon Davis. Damani is very influential with 2022 kids. So he'll, he'll work on Will Johnson, which is, you know, kind of uh, maybe not a long shot, but certainly not an in-state kid. Um, but he'll work on 2022 kids in the state. That will definitely help. He plays on a very influential seven-on-seven -seven team. He works out at a very influential gym. All of those things will help. I think it's very big for USC to keep him because he could have legitimately gone anywhere he wanted. Does he work? Does he get his coffee at an influential coffee shop? I don't, I don't think he is the type of kid that needs coffee. He's a very motivated young man. Because uh, you said he works out at an influential gym. So yeah, he's he in the winner's circle, so that's where all the kids go. Yeah, he trains with, obviously, Corey Foreman's group and all that stuff, too. So mm -hmm. now, they've, you know, they've done this under Helton before, though. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. they've gotten the top kids in state, and it didn't really work out. Um, you know, 2017, obviously, with Najee and, and Jalen Phillips and Wyatt Davis and those guys leaving wasn't an example of that. Um, but they got Amon Ra, JT Daniels, Elijah Griffin, um, Isaac Taylor Stewart, Devin Williams, you know. So yeah. people are USC fans who don't like Clay Helton, which are all of them, apparently. Um are saying, yeah, we've seen this before. It doesn't matter. We've got the wrong coach. Um, do these kids address that at all? Uh, not really. Uh, the, the difference I think now is, yes, a lot of top players have gone to USC. They had dominated in high school. They were freak athletes, looked like freaks physically. Um, you know, Amon Ra worked out. I thought he was phenomenal at USC. Didn't get him the ball as much as they probably should have. JT Daniels would have worked out. Isaac Taylor Stewart and Elijah Griffin were probably the two biggest misses. Um, both blamed on you, especially <laughs> for Elijah Griffin. Sure. Uh, now, I was the Isaac Taylor Stewart guy, but he obviously, you know, wasn't entirely focused on football throughout his entire career, I would say. Um, that's the issue. People have gone to USC in the past and have not developed into what the expectation was. Now, maybe that expectation was a little blown up. Maybe the development was an issue. I do think at cornerback, it's different though now. Dante Williams is there. He's a phenomenal coach and recruiter. I think that is going to be a difference. You'll see Chris Steele get better. You will see Damani Jackson get better. If Damani Jackson goes to USC and uh, and busts, then, then the problem is USC and not these players. Um, he is an outstanding cornerback, already looks like a college kid. He's a junior in high school. So... Um, that is the concern over the years at USC, though, uh, especially under Clay Helton. But I have faith in Corey Foreman and Damani Jackson. 
So Eric Gray is also on their list for transfers. And when you're talking about um, your, your guy, Zach Charbonneau, as well, is looking at USC. So Charbonnet. I think they're going to do – what's that? Charbonnet. Charbonnet. I think they're going to do well in the portal also. So I don't think talent's going to be a problem there. But I will yeah. say this. I mean, Oregon's won two straight Pac-12 titles. Of course, they backed in this year. But USC better win it next year. That's it. And, and I like Clay Hilton. Um, you know, but the fan base does not. They want to change. And, you know, if he doesn't win the Pac-12 and make a playoff push next year with Slovis in charge. And, and they're losing a lot. So it's going to be tough. But um, but recruiting is going well finally after a disastrous what was it? 2020 was just horrible, right? Um, I just I just want to see Noah Sewell and Justin Flo on the same field at the same time. That's all I care about. Well, I have, you know, Flo was a meniscus. Yeah. Uh, which is good. It, it was not a tear, which is good. So he'll be back, from what I understand, uh, healthy as ever. Could be as early as the spring. And Sewell was banged up, obviously, but he's healthy. So we will see those guys. Uh, we're going to see some thumpers on defense. The biggest question Oregon has, of course, is quarterback, Tyler Show. Um, you know, a little bit erratic with the accuracy. Butterfield maybe not ready yet. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how the Pac-12 shakes out. So let's move to Texas. Evan Stewart is the rumor. Um, I don't even know if he made our rumor mill because this was – this was what I was chasing all day yesterday. So Evan Stewart's a wide receiver from Texas, 10, 600 meter kid, real fast, super famous on TikTok with 1.2 million followers. It's crazy. Nice. I don't know how he did that. Um, he tweeted that he's made his decision. And he wants to thank all the coaches who have recruited him, but he didn't say when he's going to announce the decision. So I started digging and digging and digging and digging. And it looks like it's going to be Texas. I don't know when. Yeah. Could be by the time this comes out. And I have been told, if he commits to Texas with Armani Winfield already committed to Texas, these are guys Quinn Ewers wants to play with. Now, that doesn't mean Quinn Ewers is going to flip from Ohio State to Texas, but it's going to make things extremely interesting in there. Um, what do you, you've got in the rumor mill about Weigman, and they're talking, Texas is talking to him too. I mean, I think they have to get one of those two guys. Well, I think that the the interesting thing with the Texas quarterbacks is there are three legit ones there. I mean, yeah, Klubnik too. Yeah, Klubnik, Weigman, and and Ewers. Um, and it looks like Texas is going harder after Klubnik than Weigman right now, who probably ends up at Oklahoma. He told me Oklahoma and Florida are recruiting him the hardest right now. I would say Oklahoma probably has the edge there but that gets into a little bit interesting situation too as well because Caleb Williams is obviously kind of next up after Spencer Rattler there Malachi Nelson is a 2023 will be very highly rated quarterback from California who had a zoom meeting with his entire family in Lincoln Riley this week so there's obviously serious interest there out if texas ends up with klubnik can't get ewers that would be interesting it would be interesting to see how they kind of juggle the the ewers interest if there is that interest because caleb burton could come back into the fold then um yeah. evan stewart looks to be like he's getting in the fold armani winfield had an excellent weekend 
at a seven on seven this past weekend. Sark could load up very quickly here with guys that fit his offense perfectly. That will be interesting to see. And it'll be interesting to see if Texas A&M is left out in the cold on all those guys. Yeah, which I doubt will happen. Um, Jimbo's too good a recruiter to let yeah. that happen. So, but you've got, you know, you've got Gunnar Stockton, who's not committed anymore, was committed to South Carolina. And obviously people think he's looking at Auburn. Ty Simpson from Tennessee, who was a little bit all over the map. Um, you know, and then Malik Murphy, your guy out West. Um, yeah. AJ Duffy, Sam Horn, Klubnik. There's a lot of quarterbacks. And I think they're going to start, the dominoes will start falling a little earlier than expected. Nico Marshall's probably going to pick Florida State coming up soon. Um, I think by June, most of these guys will be committed as usual, but it could be earlier than that. And it could be April. So Texas needs to get one of those three guys. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah. You know, and it, you're right. It's going to be very, very key if they do take one, how they handle yours. Uh, if he shows interest in wanting to come back, that's a problem and a good one to have. But, you know, a lot of the kids who looked at Alabama offensively are looking at Texas now because of Sark and, you know, what the yeah. offense did there. Now, I, I like Sark. I think, you know, I'm hopeful this is a good hire for Texas because I want Texas to be good again to make the Big 12 competitive and all that good stuff. Um, you know, I mean, let's be clear. He wasn't the reason that Alabama's offense was so good. I mean, when you've got two first-round draft picks right. at wide receiver a year ago, two first-round draft picks uh, at wide receiver this year, a potential first-round quarterback, a first-round uh, running back, and, you know, all these potential first- or second-round offensive linemen, I could probably put up 50 points a game. But kids don't care. They see Sark equals – great offense equals NFL equals money equals I'm going there. And I think that's a huge deal for him that, that he's at Texas, whereas Kiffin went to become a head coach at a group of five and then moved to a sort of a middle program in the SEC. Sark's taking over a juggernaut. So that'll be interesting to watch there. Your, your, your rumor mill, as I call it, because um, Walter Nolan was your rumor. I'm going to give you that one. Um, you know, oh, I thought be... because of the tweeting activity around the, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, of course, but Walter Nolan's the number four player in the country. We, we meet on 2022 again soon. Yeah. He should be number one if he didn't transfer high schools and, you know, have sort of a limited season, but he's being coached right now by Marlon Walls. There's no way Marlon Walls can sell Tennessee right now though, but you're saying that the balls are still in it. Yeah. I asked Walter Nolan, I said, does the Tennessee coaching's you know changes hurt Tennessee with your recruitment he said no these things are expected doesn't matter to me still looking and so yeah. it's all through DM right so he really didn't say that many words no he didn't say that many words but he said about 12 of those words <laughs> so right. he's not a chatty kid at all I'm making it sound good I, I make him feel comfortable the, the trick is make him feel comfortable then he opens up then you talk to him um how do you do that Hey, Walter, how's your birthday? <laughs> how's Cordova today? How's Cordova, Tennessee? Is it pretty? <laughs> no, but he, uh, I, I think Tennessee stays in this. If he stays at St. Benedict, then I think Tennessee stays in it. If he leaves, 
and is not, I don't want to say under the thumb of Marlon Walls anymore, but it's certainly under the influence of him talking up Tennessee. I think Tennessee stays involved. I actually think getting rid of Jeremy Pruitt helps Tennessee's situation <sighs> because this is the, this is the uh, selling the dream. You're my number one target. You're the guy to change this program around. And if they bring in somebody decently you know, named or, or big time kind of higher, which they hope to, but we'll see if, hap- if that happens, uh, then, then that could actually benefit Walter Nolan. Now, every SEC school is going to come after him. Alabama is going to be influential. Georgia, I'm sure LSU, uh, Ohio State, I think, wants him. All of those Florida. things. Florida wants him. As you're mouthing Florida, I, I could see well, that. I so am because it'll be tough. It, it would have been tough for Tennessee to get him anyway. Yeah. But, you know, there's, they're, they're definitely not out of it now, according to him. I think Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Florida are the SEC schools that really have a great shot here. Uh, Ohio State would be the surprise one. You know, I mean, obviously going to Ohio State as a defensive lineman shouldn't be a surprise, but um, he seems like an SEC kid. And, and and I think Clemson will be in there as well in the ACC. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good that Tennessee still mentioned, but, um, man, I mean, there's really – there's no positive to sell. Now, maybe if they do get a coach – you know, like you said, and who doesn't matter who it is, um, you know, just sell that and sell the vision and all that stuff too. So you hear my dog, but if you're selling the vision and part of that vision, everyone else is selling about Tennessee is that they're going to be on major NCAA sanctions. That's going to be tough to sell. Yeah. So Malachi Nelson, tall, skinny, 2023 kid with a lot of talent. You're saying Oklahoma, but Ohio State, Penn State too? Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma, when when Oklahoma offered, two people close to him told me it was huge. It was the offer that he wanted and that they're definitely going to be a finalist. He is perfect for that offense, uh, which which quarterback really isn't, but he's exactly what they want. He's like he's like a bigger rattler. Um, so, so that's very um, appealing to him. I think that's going to be a school that he definitely keeps high on his list. And then Ohio state, I would say is the other one. He's sort of like a bigger Justin Fields. So uh, he's got the huge arm, very accurate, very smart, definitely has potential to be one of the highest ranked quarterbacks in that class. He's looking for definitely a pass friendly offense. Those two fit it. Penn state was another school mentioned, but they do want to see, how Penn State recruits 2022 at the skill positions. I'm not sure anyone's super thrilled that they're stocked with, with uh, you know, like Ohio State has Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jigba and Emeka Buka and down the line. And I'm not sure, and Jamison Williams, I'm not sure Penn State has that level of talent at receiver, but that is a school that has intrigued him for a while now. And 2022 is off to a very, very good start for Penn yeah. State. Um, a couple really elite skill kids there too. So uh, Damari Alston out of Georgia, this one, you know, is expected. Robert Gillespie is off to Alabama as the running backs coach. And I think Gillespie was one of the real reasons that Alston loved UNC. So North Carolina goes from, I think, top to probably fifth or sixth, despite the fact that they had those two amazing running backs, Devontae Williams and Michael Carter last year. Um, and I think uh, Alabama is the leader with 
Auburn in here as well and, and a few other schools. So that's that's an interesting one to keep an eye on. 2021, not much left. I did, you know, hear that Terry and Arnold is leaning Georgia, but who knows? I mean, I, I know it, it, early it was Alabama and then it was Florida. And I'm not saying he changes his mind a lot. These are rumors. You know, yeah. Terry and Arnold is not a kid, you know, that flips his mind over schools every two minutes. Um, I think nobody really has a handle on where he wants to go. And I think he's been very careful with the process and going slow with it. So, but I hear Georgia has a good edge, you know, with a week, a week to go. And um, JT Tuomolao, you and I both keep hearing Ohio State isn't in the lead as much, but neither of us have changed our future cast. Yeah. Um, this is one that continues to perplex me because, well, first, no one, he doesn't talk and no one around him really talks all that much. So it's all a bunch of speculation from talking to secondhand sources. <clears throat> but I, I asked, I said, is Ohio State really the leader? And I was told, no, Alabama and Oregon look best. Okay, so then I believe that. But I keep hearing that Ohio State is the school to beat and that's probably the leader and that looks like the school that he's going to end up at. But he doesn't seem like a kid that's like the type to play games and wanna make a big surprise decision at the end. He just really wants to make a decision. If he stays home, he's going to Oregon. If he decides to stay home and close to family, playing the Pac-12, he goes to Oregon. I, have a, I just have a gut feeling that he ends up doing that. Alabama would be the school if he goes far away and they have room for him, I would imagine. Um, but I just don't see that happening But because he hasn't visited. So I just think Oregon right now. Yeah, so I'm thinking too. I haven't switched mine because I don't want people calling me and DMing me and asking me why I switched it. That's annoying to me um, because it's, you know, it's not like I have super secret inside information. This is, you know, we, we dig and dig and dig and sometimes we come up with good stuff, but you got to be careful who you believe. Um, yeah. You know, if you talk to sources in Tuscaloosa, he's going to Alabama, Columbus, he's going to Ohio state and, you know, Eugene's going to Oregon. So I thought about flipping it today, but then I thought I'm going to get all these phone calls. I'm going to get all these DMs. Why did you flip it? People watch it that closely for you, Mike? That's impressive. No, they really do. They really do. And it, and it annoys me to no end. I mean, I like the, the future cast feature. Yeah. I like that you could put a reason in there. But my reason for flipping him to Oregon, which I will think I will eventually do, yeah. is I don't freaking know. It's just the yeah. that's my That's my reason. You know, I think he strikes me as a kid who, you know, during a pandemic may just like this, like this, like the Southern California kids used to do, you know, like other schools, like the idea of other schools and not pull the trigger on other schools and just shrug his shoulders and say, I'm staying close to home. Yeah. And, and Washington's yeah. kind of out because they lost their defense coordinator to Texas. So I think they're out. USC's yeah. still hanging around there, but uh, Oregon, Alabama, with Ohio State still in there as well. But no good intel on that one. Good intel on this, though. Five-star Will Johnson. We mentioned him with Damani Jackson. He visited USC, liked USC. Um, he was going to decide this week. He's January 30th, actually. He said he was going to decide. He told me. And he's pushed it back now. So 
We talked about Elias Ricks. It hasn't happened. Elias Ricks has not happened. It was supposed to happen this weekend. So that's interesting to me because all the intel I got at the end of last week was done deal, doesn't care what anybody thinks. He's told Edo that he's in the portal, he's going. Uh, his mom doesn't want him to. He doesn't care. He's going, but he didn't go and he's not in there yet. So the longer this goes, the better it is for LSU. And it's affecting Will Johnson. Yes. Because Ohio State sort of went from first to, I believe, third, you know, with the rich rumors, which aren't rumors. I mean, it's, it's fact. It's a thousand percent fact confirmed by multiple probably, sources in multiple channels yes. probably eight different sources in eight different areas i mean yeah and, and from people who used to coach him from people who never coached him to people who used to recruit him to people who sit at lunch with him like yeah it's it's it's, it's not rumors anymore no he, he wants to do it but Good. in these cases i mean when you're when your mom lives in baton rouge you know or, or close to it yeah, your whole family. Yeah. You can't really just pop in the portal and just leave and expect them to pack up and go to Columbus. So I personally think it's kind of like, you know, Elias from high school. He was always sort of a, this is a great idea. And then he calms down. Yeah. And I think that's what this is. So I don't think he's going to leave now because it's gone through the weekend. He was a hundred thousand percent determined to go in this weekend. And I've been looking at the portal. He's not in. But Michigan hired Maurice Lindquist, who, you know, has done a good job at Texas A&M, was with the Cowboys, uh, had a good first conversation with Will Johnson. Uh, as, as of last I knew, he wasn't even in Ann Arbor yet. He was still on the West Coast. Um, and they've moved up to probably, in my estimation, number one with yeah. USC two and, and Ohio state three. So this is an interesting one because he was all set in my mind to commit to Ohio state a while ago. Um, and then the Damani thing playing together, started talking and, and then he was commit. He said to commit to Ohio state if he didn't like USC or if he didn't want to go that far. And now Michigan's back in it. So very interesting there with Will Johnson. My personal guess is that if Rich goes, to Ohio State, uh, Johnson goes to Michigan. If Rick stays, Johnson goes to Ohio State. Uh, and there's just a slight chance that he goes out to USC with Devontae Jackson. Now, let me ask you this question, Mike. Would you rather Elias Ricks for two seasons or Will Johnson for potentially four? Uh, it's not four. Three. It's three. I mean, because let's, let's be realistic. If it's four, then he's not playing up to snuff. Right. You know, because he's a super talented kid, 6'2". I would okay. take the proven commodity. Yeah. I would take Ricks, plug him in as DB1 and, and run with it for two years and try to win a national championship. Um, you know, but I get it. So to me, it's three versus two. Um, but it's separated because Will Johnson's at 2022. So like we yeah, that's Rick true. next year, the year after. And then he's gone, whereas you get Johnson, not next year, but the year after. So, you know, it's a good problem to have when you're DBU and, and they are. No, sorry, LSU, Florida, Texas, whoever else claims to be DBU, Florida State. Um, 
the way they've put kids in the first round of the NFL draft is just you know, right now they're DBU. Um, yeah, this is say- no longer a rumor either because Will Johnson told me last night he is slowing things down to see how things play out. And I said, you know, Michigan and Ohio State. And he's like, yeah, basically. Yeah, what I like about him is he's a high character kid. He's very to the point. Yes. He doesn't mess around. I love I it. like that about Damani too. Yep. You see Damani, Damani got down to 14 followers. 14 followers? 14 people he follows. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you get cut? I don't know. Let me look. All right. I don't think you got cut. I don't know. No, he wouldn't cut me. We're, we're, we're best buds. Let me see if you got we, cut. We follow each other. Okay, so I got cut, right? Yes. I got cut, but you still got the little message thing there. And because we were friends at one, you know, following each other at one point in time, so I could still communicate with them and get into the, the direct DMs. And I said, uh, can you make it 15? I mean, why'd you cut me? And he's like, oh, man, my bad. You're, you're, you're my guy, uh, you know, and he followed me. But he is such a straightforward kid, too, that yeah. I like that, but I'm not used to it. I, like, I'm used to trying to trick kids into telling me what's going on. And, and with these two guys, and, and I've talked to coaches about them who all want him, both of them, they say that these are zero problem guys, like a thousand percent, you know, not going to be an issue. And, you know, we got guys like Sue Cravens, right? Remember? Yes. Super talented kid, but was a little bit of a baby. Yes. You know, you get guys like, uh, who's the big corner that I'm forgetting? Huge corner. Went to USC. I don't know. There's a lot of guys. Nah, at least six years ago. God. I don't know. But his, his, his dad was a little bit of an issue. You don't hear anything with these guys. No, nothing. How can I not remember that corner? He came to the five-star challenge, I believe, in Chicago. Iman Marshall? Yes, Iman Marshall. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I, you just hear nothing about these kids ever being a problem. So whoever gets... No nonsense. That's what I like. What's that? No nonsense guys. That's what I like. Those are the guys that turn out to be the best. Yeah, so I feel I feel good about that. I feel good about the the and Denver Harris is similar. Denver yes. is not a guy who messes around a lot. So, all right, Julian Ar- Armella, my guy, mm-hmm. right? Alabama, LSU, Florida State's legacy. So they got to be in there as well. But I think this is quickly becoming an Alabama LSU battle for a Florida kid. Um, and, you know, Kyle Flood's gone. They hired Maroney as their offensive line coach. Um, you know, Alabama's done a great job with offensive linemen, but LSU's no slouch either. Um, this is going to be interesting. But I, I think – I don't think he's going to go to Florida State. That's just my, my gut feeling. Yeah, he lives right, in, right by the Miami campus. I think that ship has probably sailed. Florida State, I mean – if he really is really wanting to go there, I guess um, he would probably play from day one because that offensive line is so pitiful, but you're only one man in a five man unit here and they're going to look bad. I think this is Alabama LSU. James Craig at LSU has worked hard, very, very hard to get involved here. I think they have been involved. Armella wants to visit very badly. Once that's allowed, that will happen. 
and hiring an ex NFL head coach to be your offensive line coach is very big. I think plus your offensive coordinator is a former coach and GM, despite what you thought of his performance with the Houston Texans, that's going to help. So I think Alabama and LSU are going to battle it out. Probably the smart move, smartest move by Armella. You go there, you get developed. Both schools develop offensive linemen. Great. He should be fantastic at either spot. I would say he probably goes to Alabama. How about some McCaffrey intel? We got two McCaffreys in the, in, in the portal. Yeah, I'm going to have to hit those, uh, those sources back up. It's a lot of McCaffrey. So here's what I'm, I, I know has happened. So Luke, Luke, he followed PJ Fleck and Jeff Brom since, mm. since announcing he's going into the portal. That's what you do. You look to see who they follow. Yeah, the Twitter follows. Yeah, because that's where Wanya Morris originally started following everybody who was a senior's commitment player coach. And then I got head faked into thinking he was going to go to AM because he visited there. And he's still not at Oklahoma yet. He's got some things to take care of, but um, he will be there. So, and then Dylan has only followed one coach. Who's that? Pat Fitzgerald. That would be interesting as well. Well, they just got Holinsky from the West Coast. Breaking news, Mike. What? Luke McCaffrey has also followed Todd McShane, the director of scouting at Northwestern. What's going on? Well, Todd McShay, whatever. But what's with Northwestern? I mean, they, they, the cradle of quarterbacks. Did they get both McCaffrey? That'd be interesting. I also noticed yesterday while doing research for another story that there is a, now I could be wrong, but on the Michigan roster, there is a line up top that said players that, that chose to sit out the 2020 season and it says Dylan McCaffrey and there are no other names there. And I swear I've been to that, uh, I've been to that roster before over the last year and I've never saw that line up there. That was why would they put that up there? Because Nico Collins obviously opted out, but he's declared. But um, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Speaking of Michigan, uh, and then we can close quickly. Yes. The coaching staff went from old to young. I believe it's the youngest power five coaching staff in college football now. Yeah. you believe that? That is interesting. And they went from uh... – and they brought in some NFL guys. I think that's going to be yes. part of the sale too. So out goes, and this is, you know, defense and offense. They've made changes on, on a couple of levels. But, you know, you're talking about whole scale changes and getting younger. And I think that's going to help recruiting in a big, big way. Um, you know, the NFL guys uh, obviously have ties uh, the defense coordinator was at Georgia, and, and, and like I said, um, Lindquist was at Texas A&M, so they know how to recruit. And, you know, I just think it was like Harbaugh was told or told himself, we're too old, and yeah. we got to get younger if we're going to compete with, um, you know, Ohio State. And, and I was told, you know, a couple people I know in Ann Arbor that they're they're going after the big fish. I mean, they, they allowed themselves 
to settle too much in recruiting over the last couple of years. And I'm not going to name names or regions or anything like that. And that that's not going to be the case moving forward, that they're going to stay in it for the big name kids. If they lose, they lose. That's life. But they're going after the big targets in the Southeast of California, Texas, and they're going to try to take recruiting to the next level. So that's, that's at least exciting for Michigan fans because there hasn't been a lot of excitement to sell, but I like the fact that they're getting younger and I'm looking for a boost in 2022 from the recruiting in a big way. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, old Harbaugh was fun Harbaugh to watch on the recruiting trail where he ended up. He doesn't have to be crazy, quirky, sleeping in people's houses and climbing trees with them, Harbaugh. He has to be serious. I made a Super Bowl. I know what I'm talking about. I have NFL coaches on my staff, Harbaugh. I think that's going to be good. And I think that will be interesting. They will definitely get some guys. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'm predicting higher than a 12th finish right now. They're number 12 in 2021. I'm predicting a top 10 finish for 2022. So, and this goes back to my theory, Mike, it's all about who you get, not what you do on, you know, their X's and O's. Everybody does the same stuff. It's who you get and who's faster. Let's TV and then we'll be out. So, um, 90 day fiance has been meh. She got pregnant. The, the, the one in Louisiana. Yeah whatever second time like figure it out um yeah there are precautions that can be taken if that is not what you want to do there's only one interesting story so I, i'm not even going to mention like that zayed or or the, the the french girl who got sent back from mexico i mean they're all boring to me that's great though that he went and got a massage and he went off oh yeah of course and he had tours planned <laughs> he, he, he's just an ass whatever you know, and it, it, you know, it, it's almost like she wants to keep the relationship going and there's no other answer for it than TV. Like, right. He's not attractive. He's no. got a horrible personality. Yeah. Selfish and a loser. And she's either she's, let's just say she's hot. I was about to say something that was going to be super inappropriate. And I, 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 I just can't in this day and age. So, yeah. She's she's in it not for the green card either because you know France isn't that bad a place to live. She's right. in it for TV. So, right. but it, it's Mike and what's her face? Yes, uh, yeah, name? the blonde from Ukraine with Mike's mother just coming over. That's the only interesting one. Now, let me ask you a question. He didn't give her the ring back, right? The mother comes and basically forces him to make a date to get married. And now he doesn't want to pay for flowers or a dress. How long do you think this could last? Because she, I feel, I feel bad for her. She's in a different country. It's a different culture. It's a different language. But she seems to be an awful person. I think it's a cultural difference. I don't Eating know. meat and having drinks. Yeah, I, I I don't think she's an awful person. What the hell's her name? We're so bad at this. Mike and um God, it should roll right off the tongue, right? Hold on. Um, but I don't think she's a horrible person. Natalie. Natalie, but she comes from an extremely religious culture where you can't do this, that, and the other. You have to be baptized or whatever um you know she wants the date to be the third for 
you know, something, the Holy something Trinity and the Holy Ghost and all that stuff. And and I think, you know, she's raised also on, you know, eating healthy and just by the book in every manner. And he's just a, a big old country oh. slob, you know, he's just he's just a guy. He's a 35 year old big oaf, six foot yeah. six, you know, 285, you know, and I, what what intrigues me though about it is how quickly things go from good to bad. Yeah. How quickly she gets hope in her eyes and then it's diminished and dashed. And let's be honest, he's he's simply screwing with her. That's what he's doing. He's getting her back for throwing the ring. He yeah. doesn't give a crap about her and he's enjoying her squirming. So I think he's the bad guy, but nobody else does. I'm, I'm I don't a- think he's that calculating. I think he's like, I don't want to marry you, but I don't want to tell you I don't want to marry you. So I'll marry you. <laughs> um, the basis of most marriages. Right? What about the one on the farm? That's a good story too. Yeah, enough of him. I'm so tired. Yeah. This, this poor girl, right? Young, attractive, Russian, covered in goat poo, right? <laughs> <laughs> on her face telling him on the phone she wants out and he's like give it more time no she didn't come over here to raise cute animals as he calls them she d- didn't come over here yeah here. she didn't come over to live with his parents and his or parents- work on the farm she's literally just like sort of working there now well and the funny thing is now the previews of next week show the mom being so sad and they're being yeah. absolutely horrible to her yeah the, the, the mother and the father have been just awful to her since the, the moment she arrived and now yeah. they're going to move out and now they're sad and they're going to cry and the father's yelling at the kid saying it is your choice blah 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 it's like whatever i don't like them no i don't like them i spent an, uh, uh, an evening in dimwitty once and it's just i don't like it no yeah nothing against dimwitty but it was a bad night um and then I, I finished The Queen's Gambit. Did you watch it? Yeah. Did you like it? I, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about The Queen's Gambit was the Russian that she ends up beating wasn't unlikable. Like, yeah, I know. And, and that, during that time of the Cold War, I mean, he probably would have been put to death for losing to her. Right. But he was like clapping for her and shaking. But she is the actress. I don't know her name. Like she starts off and you look at her and you're like, she's, she's attractive, but an interesting looking. By the time that thing was done, she had me under a spell. Really? Yeah. She's just gorgeous. Sorry. She's. I was more focused on her chest talent and not her looks, Mike. No, no, no. I'm all about her looks. Her looks are amazing. Like she has those eyes that are too wide and they're almond shaped, but it works for her. Right. Right. Her face, you know, goes into the, a V and she's got the, the, the small lips that go there. She's just a gorgeous woman. And uh, I will have to say I was enchanted by her. And uh, I don't know. I didn't really fall in love because she's smart and alcoholic. But yeah, she's great. And they're going to do another one. I mean, the, the guy who wrote it said he's not going to. He liked the way it finished. It's so popular. They're going to do another one. Um. I do like how she can be a raging alcoholic one moment and then be dry as can be like that. Yeah. That's weird. 
to me. That's, uh, yeah, that's not real life. And I don't like how cool I felt that that guy was with the hat and the leather jacket. Nah, see, I didn't like that guy. I thought he was cool. No. Like, I didn't like him at first, and then I'm like, this guy's cool. The only cool part was at the end where he and his team were working moves because the Russians were also doing it. That part was cool. That was cool. Well, you love a happy ending, so. Uh, well, I won't go there. I uh, mean it that way. Um, I'm started on uh, The serv uh, Servant, M. Night Shyamalan. Nah, I won't watch that. All right. And I don't know what else to watch. I mean, I figured, figured finished Cobra Kai. I'm waiting for, like, uh, Dead to Me or The Boys or, you know, Ozark or something to, to reboot. Yeah, I'm on a little bit of, we're on a little bit of a dry spell, too. Yeah, you were watching The West Wing and all that stuff, so. Yeah. All right, we can finish with TV. We got out of here in well under an hour, which is a miracle. So let's just end it now and um, follow him at Adam Gorney on Twitter. He still hasn't got his Instagram together. Follow me at Rivals Mike on Twitter. Follow me at Rivals Godfather on Instagram. Follow me at Rivals Godfather on TikTok. And follow me at Rivals Mike on Press Sports. It's a new app. What? I'm everyone, man. I'm already verified over there. There's no such thing. Check. Yeah, there is. Download the Press Sports app. I, let me look at what this website is. Um, I, I got denied verification at TikTok. Because <laughs> really? I'm probably too old. No, the Chinese have something on you, probably. Oh, you think? I got to try again in three weeks, but it was really insulting. Are you looking at press sports? Is it? See, press sports is a weird name because is it press p r e s s s p? You got to do it on your phone. It's an app. Oh man, it's a cool app. You can do video analysis and stuff like that. You upload the video. You talk over it. You get people to follow you. You get like fan points and stuff like that. That's right. Verified already. Got a hundred and twenty followers. There you go. Stand back. So follow me on the Press Sports app at Rivals Mike. And um, I'm not on Snapchat for anything appropriate. And I think that's also, oh, Facebook, at Mike Farrell Sports. That's my page. I, I'm up to 4,800 likes. We used to have those uh, professional pages on Facebook. We should We, we still do. Start those up again. Well, I have mine. I'm working on it every day. Pushing I don't know out. what you're doing. No idea. Oh, boy. I'm juggling. See it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>